Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode 156. This is John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, it's kind of have to dust, dust the old records off the shelf. It's, it's been a while uh, since we recorded a free show. Uh, you guys are listening to this on June the 1st, so the first day of June, and we are officially 91 days away from kicking off UAB football. Guys, does it seem like it's, I feel like it's getting, uh, coming a lot sooner than uh, years past. Is that, is that just me or, um, or what are you guys feelings on the, on the, on the 91 days under a hundred already? Yeah, I think we had so much, so much to talk about, so much going on with basketball and, you know, this special, this off season was elite, like, so I think we've had a lot to just keep us occupied and then with the transfer portal in basketball and football. So it's been a lot of movement, a lot going on, just a lot of excitement, a lot of good things for UAB. And um, I think that just kept us occupied. And, you know, now we look up and it's like, oh, man, we're kind of rounding that corner for football season now. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think it helps that basketball season was extended by a few weeks and that we made it to the United Championship Games. So that kept our attention. And then to Darian's point, with the transfer portal, everything else going on within college athletics, it's really made college athletics feel more like pro. You can feel in the kind of way about that. But pro leagues, you're looking at free agency. You're getting into the offseason. There's all this you know, talk going on daily. And I feel like college athletics is like that too. So the last several months, although there have not been games, I should say last couple months, there hasn't been games going on. There's been a lot of cool stuff uh, to keep our attention. So I think that certainly helped. 100%. And speaking of that 91 days away from kickoff, uh, yesterday, well, we're recording this May 31st, but the TV times, um, the TV and the times of the first three games of the season have been announced for UAB. So UAB will open the season uh, Thursday night against North Carolina A&T. That will be a 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time kickoff, and that will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Week 2, September the 9th, they'll travel, UAB will travel to Statesboro, Georgia, to take on Georgia Southern. That will also be a night tip, a 5 o'clock Central Time kickoff, and that will also be televised on ESPN Plus. Uh, and the second home game the next week against the Raging Cajuns, it'll be a six o'clock kickoff, also on ESPN Plus. And then UAB also announced today, uh, along with the American Conference, that the UAB game on Veterans Day at Navy will be a 2:30 p.m. Central Time kickoff on CBS Sports Network. So, guys, I'm actually very happy with these kickoff times, um, especially, uh, you know, all my friends in Section Club 125 are going to be rejoicing when they when they hear the news, if they haven't uh, seen it already, that the first two home games are going to be night games. And that is huge, uh, especially for the side of the stadium that faces the sun <laughs> in September. Um, so that that is going to be uh, really awesome. So, again, they'll kick off the season Thursday night um, against North Carolina A&T. 7 o'clock, and the second home game against the Raging Cajuns will be at 6 o'clock. Uh, so any thoughts, guys, on those uh, TV times and uh, just, just times of the games uh, announcements? Yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic about those night games. You know, one thing, we never really got to use the, the light strobe effect for touchdowns, and we never right. really 
we we've never really experienced that. Like we we tried to get it going. I remember um, Roger Johnson Sanders. He scored that touchdown against Liberty. And they got called back, but they hit the strobes and we never really got a real chance to experience a moment like that afterwards. Uh, so I'm excited about that because I can tell that we were just really trying to like set a standard for an env- in- environment that we've never been able to experience yet. It's crazy because of the kick times and whether the weather It's just been different reasons. We've been haven't been able to do that and like, the one game is like we we got our ass beat, so um, for lack of better words, and so here we are. I'm really really pumped up about that. I don't know why, but I just am. I got to cancel my stadium uh, subscription. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, um, <laughs> but uh, I hope no. you already can't cancel that CUSA TV subscription now that baseball and softball season are over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wasn't even going to sign up for that. I'd rather just watch the box score than watch that. Um, <laughs> no, but for real, I'm excited about the schedule, uh, what they've released thus far. I'm a fan of the Thursday kicks, regardless of opponent. Um, you know, it, it's really nice because it's really an opportunity for the students to get involved. So, you know, when you think about that first week on campus, which typically is, you think about the Greek life. I mean, it has historically been one of, if not the better attended games by the student population. So, you know, I know there are going to be people that are going to wish that the game was on TV. I wish all of our games were on TV. Uh, But at the same time, it's an opportunity to convince those that do not have their favorite teams playing on that Thursday night uh, to come out uh, and to support UAB. And it's really about, first and foremost, I mentioned the students, but it's also about getting the Birmingham community that has still not been to this beautiful protective stadium an excuse to come out and see to see the uptown district, to see Protective Stadium, uh, to see what all has what has and is happening in UAB athletics. So, you know, it's not going to be as easy for someone to say, let me turn on the TV tonight here locally, like drive on over to Protective Stadium. So I'm excited about that game. And then you get multiple night games. You guys have already talked about that. That's going to be an awesome opportunity uh, for us. And I, I'm, I'm certainly excited. Definitely. And, and I know people probably don't like seeing ESPN plus uh, for those first three games. But that being said, I would rather have ESPN plus over a stadium broadcast or a Facebook broadcast or a BN sports broadcast, you know, Mm -hmm. like ESPN plus, you know, a lot of our audience, you know, has kids, you know, you get the, the, you can bundle it with the Disney plus and the Hulu. And so it's really not that bad. And it's at the end of the day, it's still ESPN, even though it's uh, streamed. Um, But I, I thought that for the most part, the broadcasts on ESPN Plus have been uh, really good the last couple of years. And easy um, to rewatch. So you can get in the library. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, well, also, there was one one more announcement. Uh, homecoming was announced. So, guys, we are going to have a late homecoming this year. It will be um, the homecoming is set for FAU on November the 4th. Um, the, of course, the time and the network hasn't been announced uh so far, they'll announce that 12 days prior, um, which I love about the American Conference. You know, they wait and get the best matchups on the best networks. So uh, we won't know that time or network until 12 days uh, prior to November the 4th. Um, but again, homecoming is set for November the 4th. Um, it's kind of a late homecoming, but, but hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's there's only so many options. Um, so, uh, you know, FAU is a formidable opponent. Um, 
So I, I do like that homecoming date. I don't like, though, that I, I believe uh, they'll be going up against uh, Alabama LSU is the same day, um, even though, you know, we don't care about, you know, you know what's going on in Tuscaloosa. But, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, that, that could have an impact there. But, hey, I mean, FAU, you know, Jimmy's mentioned mentioned it the last episode. Um, you know, FAU um, got a really star quarterback coming in, um, a new coach coming in. So, hey, that could be a, a really good matchup late in the season. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, without looking at the schedule, I would have to think that that would be the hardest homecoming game that we are projected to have since the return. So I can't recall. I think last year, what was it, Rice? I don't remember. Uh, no, last year was oh, who was homecoming last year? It wasn't middle. It might have been middle. No, was it Charlotte? Was it Charlotte? We'll have to look that up. But I, I would I would guess without looking up that this would be the most difficult and challenging homecoming games. So we'll definitely dive more into FAU, but that's going to be a tough one, but it should be certainly a really good environment uh, and a really good opportunity. And I would envision that uh, maybe that'll be a good opportunity for us to catch a TV game with FAU doing good. Hopefully we get off to a good start, you know, halfway through our season. Uh, looks like we play Memphis the week before at home. So back-to-back home games. So hopefully we're coming off a really nice win against rival Memphis and then uh, as we prep for that FAU homecoming. And you know what? It's also good. You said Memphis at home. And that that Memphis game at home should be packed out. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that'll be, it'll be good just having a – I don't know if it'll be sold out, but it, it should be packed. It should be loud. It should be just ratcheted up to another level and then just rolling that up, especially if we get a win that game. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was middle. But yeah, if we if we get a win that game and then roll it over to FAU, and with that same momentum, it should be a, another good another good team that we can get a good win on at home. So we can really have a great home home crowd advantage. Um. So I'm excited about that prospect. Definitely. And hey, we've said before on this show that this is going to be a hard schedule for UAB, especially, you know, your conference slate is going to be a lot harder moving up to the American. So um, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit as we, you know, talk about our season expectations, at least as we sit here in June. Um, but before we get to that, just want to give a brief mention to UAB getting a commitment, um, a defense alignment and Tavius uh, Woody uh, transfer from Florida State. Um, guys, any quick thoughts on um, Antavius? Um, I don't want to give too much away because we'll have a little more analysis on the Patreon um, coming up on Friday. Uh, but any just quick thoughts on on Woody? Hey, my, ahead, my thoughts are, yeah, my thoughts are, you know, we're sitting here end of May going into June. I'm always a fan of us looking for these opportunities to bring in-state prospects back home, originally from the state of Alabama. Look it up. This guy had a lot of offers, uh, a lot, a lot of offers. Now, he's played multiple positions in high school, O-line, D-line. He's very versatile. So, But you bring a guy in, he uses that one-time transfer. He comes in, he's immediately eligible. He already redshirted this past year at Florida State. He's got four years of playing eligibility left. So he's got just – he's got a ton of talent, uh, a lot of potential. And so you're able to bring him back here to the state of Alabama – and, uh, you know, I think he's got some potential to make, you know, a pretty nice impact right away. So I'm excited to see how the coaching staff intends to use him uh, on that defensive front. 
and uh, you know it, it's it's definitely a good solid pickup for this coaching staff, one that we should be certainly excited about. Yeah, most definitely position the need. Um, we talked about it, Jimmy. You raised that an arm on the inside. You know, we got Fish and we got Tyreek Howard starting it off, and then you have a mix of guys like uh, we got so many versatile guys. So the two Osamas and the Fairbanks to be getting some PT in there. You know, in the spring game, we saw different guys in, in the middle, but um, it wasn't really. Uh, oh yeah, Joker Gill. You know, we have um, he'll be coming off a red shirt year, um, coming off injury. He he looked a lot better. So we got some guys there, but um, Woody can definitely come in and provide some much needed depth on the on the inside to where we can spread those versatile guys out. Um, probably at the three technique instead of nose. And so, I, you know, I know we can get into it more, but it's a position of need. He's a, like uh, Jimmy said, he was a guy with a ton of offers coming out of high school, ton, very explosive, very good athlete. Um, and I think those are, the, it seems that those seem to be the type of guy Sione is like targeting. He won't athletes and he's going to mold them and he's going to put them into his system. So I really, really like it. I think it helps shores up a need, and uh, I'm excited to see him play. And this, just note to prospects, though, let's not do your commitments at like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was so late. <laughs> yeah, that's just not that's just not going to do it. I mean, so we got to work on that part. But every everything else is great. Man, if you're feeling it though, like if you're just feeling it, you just got to go with it, man. Just go, <laughs> right, <yeah>. you know. <laughs> oh man, man. All right, guys, again, more on the Patreon about Woody, um, but we'll go ahead and move forward. And kind of the bulk of this this episode is going to talk about the UAB football season expectations. And, you know, we, we sit here recording this May 31st. You're listening June. So we're just going to title this segment the June, you know, June's season expectations for UAB uh, 2023 football. Um, so, I, you know, of course, we talked about this uh, a couple months ago um, when we had the uh, 2023 schedule dropped uh, for the American and for UAB. And we, we kind of hit on it. Um, but, guys, I just want us to talk a little bit about what we anticipate um, or, or what the expectation, what should be the standard for this UAB 2023 football team. And, um, Darian, I, I kind of want to hear from you first. What What are your you know, expectations for this football season for UAB as, as we sit here in June? Um, expectations for the team in June. I really want us to find an identity. I, I'm when it, we have a new coach, we have a, a lot of new players. So we have to be, we have to keep it real with where we are and, no one really knows um, what's the ceiling or the floor for this team. We have a lot of we have a lot of guys coming back. We know the talented guys that we have. We brought in a lot of guys. We brought in a lot of talented freshmen and transfer guys. It's still we still are bringing in those guys. Um, but as I think the naysayers go too far as far as like oh Trent and being the new coach and some of the young guys that um, that we have on the coaching staff. Because us seeing us being like on the ground, we see how innovative and refreshing they are. But at the same time, an, an experience factor is noted there. Like they don't have much experience on there. So I, I get it. Um, you know, like Tyson said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. So when you're in the middle of the game, 
a lot of times in, in the heat of the moment, you have to lean on the experience to to know how to handle players egos or the things that's going wrong momentum you have to know but as a coach not as a player as a college the d1 college definitely and um not sure what happened with darian <laughs> uh but he'll, he'll come back uh but jimmy i you know i i, I agree 100 percent with what darian was saying and i feel like at some points during the 2022 season um you maybe kind of struggled finding their identity as a team as a whole. Of course, you know, Debo was the main focal point of the offense. Um, but overall, I just at times last season, there was just ebbs and way. Like, I, I just never know. I, I never really felt that UAB found themselves uh, last year. And, and, you know, you've got a lot of new faces in the building, you know, not just players uh, coming in, transfers in, recruits in, uh you know, May 31st, uh, the freshmen moved into the dorms. We've got a lot of new faces. We've got a lot of new coaches in the building. So I, I do think that Darren's right about UAB finding its identity this year. That That's going to be the the main thing of the 2023 season. But I, I was kind of wanting to expound upon that. Like, I still think UAB's goal should be to compete for a conference championship. And I know that some people might be rolling their eyes and saying, Really, like UAB is not going to do that. But I mean, if you don't have that goal, then what are we doing here? Like you should have that goal to be the best. And I believe Trent Dilfer and this coaching staff has that goal of, you know, wanting to be the best. And I, I think they can set that goal of competing for the American Athletic Conference Championship this year in 2023. But being realistic, Jimmy, and I, I want to hear your thoughts, too. Being realistic, I think that the expectation is get to a bowl game this year. Like if you can just show me, get to a bowl game, you know, whether that's six and six, seven and five, eight and four. Um, and we've mentioned how hard this schedule is. Um, but if, if, if they can get to a bowl game, I think this, this first year under Trent Dilfer would be a success. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think those are some good points. Uh, realistically, I think that we could sit back and I think that's a very fair goal for us to have is to, make a bowl game, win a bowl game, and be in that territory. But we've won way too many games the last several years, too many conference championships to have what I would view like internally as that type of goal. To your point, I think that this coaching staff and this team is going to and should have higher expectations of themselves, that being a conference championship. Why not? So there are three teams that are leaving this conference that were very good. And then there are six teams, including ourselves, that are entering said conference that we've competed against for years. And, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of new coaches in this league. And I don't think that separation is, is very wide. That gap is wide. And so really, you know, you're going to look at a lot. There's going to be a lot of teams that are trying to, you know, they're going to have high expectations. that are going to fall on their face. I mean, and hopefully that's not going to be us. That's not my expectation. But there, my point is that who knows? Uh, and that's why it's fun to sit here early June and say, what do we envision? But if we look at, you know, look down and up at this roster, the schedule right now, where we are at this point in time, I think that my realistic expectation would be that let's make a bowl, let's win a bowl game. 
I certainly think the team should be having higher expectations. And I, I would be confident that they are. And, and that's where I align with your thought, John, that they're going to be aiming to win a conference championship in year one. And, and I feel strongly about that because there's been talks right about in year two, making the college football playoff. So you think mm-hmm. this team's goal in year one is like, Hey, we're just going to get, you know, five or six wins. And then we're going to make the college football playoff. That's a pretty big leap. So, you know, just looking at year two expectations, you would assume like, why, why not? Why aren't we going to compete for a conference championship and then set ourselves up to then in year two be maybe right there in the pecking order by call it the media as as expected uh, to win the conference championship and close the deal and, and reach those high expectations that this coaching staff has established already. And, and you know, and, and Darian, welcome back. Um, we were just talking about expectations. I, I just it's kind of crazy, you know, sitting here today in June uh, saying that you know, the goal should be American Athletic Conference Championship to contend for that, but realistic expectations should be a bowl game. Um, you know, but it's just crazy, you know, going to last year, you know, Darren, you and I talked last year heading into the 2022 season, even with uh, Bryant Vincent as the interim coach saying like, hey, this team should compete for the, co- should should win, you know, should be the top two in con- in Conference USA. Um, but that's, you know, not a knock on anybody. It just is what it is. When you look at this schedule, I, this is the toughest schedule UAB has faced. And if ever, if, if, I want to say ever, but if not for a very long time, uh, I guess you can go back to when, you know, UAB was playing two power five schools. Um, and Darian, I know they were doing that when you were there, um, you know, playing two P5s a, a year on the schedule. But the schedule is just brutal this year. And, you know, you're moving conferences. So, you know, you can't, you can't rely on a soft conference USA schedule like you're moving up to the AAC where pretty much, you know, even the East Carolina, not not to not East Carolina or Temple or, you know, I don't know who else would be considered at the kind of bottom of the league. And, you know, we'll get into that later. But, hey, I mean, hell, look at Tulane last year, you know, uh, what they did uh, getting to a New Year's six and the year before. What did they win? Only a win or two wins like they went from a couple wins to outright AAC champions and playing in a new year six. So this conference, anybody can beat anybody. Um, it's a very tough league. Um, but, but Darian, I'll let you finish your thought earlier uh, about finding an identity. If you wanted to, uh, finish that thought. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It just signed me out. Like, I should have, you know, stopped talking. I was like, Oh, okay. You like, it just got signed out of Skype anyway. Um, yeah, the, my, my point being was that, we don't know what this team is. Um, we've heard the talk. We know we know what they want to be, and we expect them to want to be that. But I don't want us to get set up with expectations that's too high or too low because we just don't know. And we have to we have to give this team a chance to set that foundation. They they are the ones that will have to they they will have the last word on showing us who they are. And that's why I'm so I'm not per se going to be I'm not going to be looking at the record because we could be the two lane. We could we could win two, three games this year and next year. We could explode uh, because we do have the roster. We have talented guys and that I, I that I believe in. I believe I do believe in this coaching staff, but I do know there's going to be a learning curve. Um, I do know we did lose some experience to the portal. You know, I like the guys that we brought in. I like the pieces and how they fit, but we still have to get them to fit on the field. So with that being said, 
I don't know. What all I'm going to be looking at is the process. Do we do we look better? What decisions are we making? Do we look cohesive? Are we going out there committing thoughtless penalties like we were doing last year? Is it a culture change? How do will it be guys going into the portal? Like, is it going to be a bad locker room vibe or is it going to be good? Like, how will Trent respond to a lot of these challenges? I am going to be looking at process kind of like how we did basketball this year when we we had all of those expectations. And then we realized that we couldn't we can't make it um, as an at large team. We have to win the tournament. And then we just threw out expectations and said, let's just get better. Let's just see how the team and they and they jailed like Andy Kennedy got that thing on track. He brought us back from the ashes. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Can Trent find an identity with this team? And can we stick to that? I would love to find multiple identities so we can shape shift depending on what kind of game we're in. And then um, I'm going to be happy with that result. If we find out what this coaching staff is all about, you know, we ain't, (laughs) I don't want to be a try to look to break a long run team like that we've been i don't i don't want to do that i want to be multiple i want to be able to counter i just want to be able to hit teams from all directions on offense and and just be stingy on defense you know and and create havoc so that's all i'm going to be looking for and and if we and if we get that it's going to be considered a success in my eyes yeah i i agree and now let's just um well, actually, let's go ahead and move into this. So <laughs> Brett McMurphy uh, put out his first bowl projections, way too early bowl projections. Um, and uh, Jimmy, Darren, uh, do, you, do you guys want to tell the audience, uh, tell the listeners where he had UAB uh, going in his first bowl projections? I'm looking here in the map. Uh, I don't, I don't. Oh, oh, wait, he didn't predict this to go anywhere. Hmm. No, no bowl game uh, trip mm. this year for the Blazers, according to Mr. Brett McMurphy. That is insane. Yeah, he got he got us sitting at uh, um, sitting at the bar alongside Trent and us watching the, the games together. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, isn't that wild though? Isn't that wild that though? Is. Considering where we came from, like you know, our expectation is that as a fan base, right, to make bowl games year in and year out i mean it would be weird to think that we're not going to make a bowl game and that's kudos to the prior staff and the prior teams to to get us in that position but it certainly would be interesting to think if we were not going to reach bowl eligibility so i can't say i you know cannot understand why brett mcmurphy would make that kind of call because we're speaking about all the unknowns right we know brett mcmurphy's not going to be doing some research in this roster right now (laughs) So, I mean, let's be for real, right? But, uh, yeah, I I did find that interesting, like a credible, you know, person that does this often, you know, who brings out these reports that doesn't have UAB bowling in in 2023. Hey, to be fair, though, we barely made it last year. I wanted to say something. Yeah, we 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 barely we we barely made it last year, and that's this and that's been that's with a way easier schedule and a more stacked roster. I I maybe the the rest of that conversation is for the Patreon, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, like we barely made it last year, and we were predicted to. Do, so that just go that just go back to the the unknown factor of it. But I think we kind of know a little bit with that situation. 
a uh just joking when I say this, okay? It's gonna preface that, but <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the first person to make the comment if we win six or seven games. Well, we we fired our other coach and we oh, won six games or seven. You know games. it's we, coming. Yeah, you know it's and coming. Uh, I don't know, Darian. I know you like the NBA too, but I was watching the post game of Game Seven uh, the other night with um, Boston and uh, Miami, and uh, they were talking about the shots that. Um, that Boston was taking all the threes that they were taking. They weren't getting, you know, inside shots. And uh, Shaq was talking with Barkley on the post game, and he was like saying, you know, oh, back in my day. But he was like, back in my day, like, you know, you get to a certain point, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, the next person that takes a three, I'm going to punch you in the face. And then like the other people are laughing or whatever. You know, Shaq's got that deep voice, and it's like, hey, the first person that says, why do we fire the other guy? We just to win six <laughs> games. Somebody's going to punch you in the face. It ain't going to be me. And- Deservedly so. It might be me. Well, I was gonna Darian's say he's gonna, gonna punch be you in the face. face. Well, I was gonna say he <laughs> might. He might after I, he hears me say this. Hey, how how LeBron gets swept? Hey, listen, oh, no. man. <laughs> Shots. We're not. Ooh. Yeah, we. Hey, we ain't gonna get into it because the goat. It's that's how you know he's the goat because he's thirty eight. He's he's thirty eight. What was what was Michael, Michael doing at the Mike. age of thirty eight? What, what was Michael doing sweat, at the man. age of thirty eight? What was Michael doing at the age of thirty eight? He was with the Wizards, not making the playoffs. Okay, okay, all right. Hey. <laughs> I thought he was on Space Jam. <laughs> LeBron did that. And uh, he did that better. Have y'all have y'all said it? Oh, you said Space, Space Jam, Jam. Two is better than you. You said two is better than the. Have you watched? Have I haven't have watched, watched. No, because Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a four percent. Go back and watch the original <laughs> Space Jam, and you're gonna be like, "How the hell did I watch this?" Like, I believe I'm telling you, yeah. he got R. Kelly. It's an R. Kelly track. Come on, man. Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but hey, I I feel you. Like, <laughs> I, I I knew that you were going there when you said that because you know people are going to be saying that, but but hopefully they won't be saying that because Trent Dilfer would have exceeded expectations in year one, and we won't even have to you know worry about uh, those listeners from New Mexico you know saying that. So. But <laughs> but hey, listen, if we if we do win six, if we do win the same total of games we won last year, that is so much of a success than last year. It is. We had a way easier schedule with a way more experienced roster if you mm-hmm. that's like when i say apples and oranges it's like we were predicted to like be we were predicted to be ranked at the end, end of the year we were predicted to probably be in a two-lane position like we had that type of team we had those type of expectations like that is two totally different things so let's go ahead and establish that right now i've never seen a, a potential situation the, the apples and oranges that's that's what that is like honestly if people want to look at it so darren don't don't do don't do that that's stupid don't do darren that. you you bring up a good point about returning production so there's 133 teams ranked and this is the bill Connolly um updated uh returning production rankings where do y'all think uab ranks in terms of returning production out of 133 teams well, it's got to be 90, 90 to 100, like around that. Hold on, wait. Let's think about it because Debo was 50% of that. Trey was the other 30. Dylan, mm-hmm. that's our whole offense. That was our whole offense last year. Three yeah. guys. So what do you think, Darren? Where would you, where would you guess? Out of 133? Mm-hmm. 
We got to be 120. Yeah, give me 105. Yeah. 131. Whoa. Damn. That's worse than I 30, thought. Yeah, this says 33%. I think he does some, because uh, you got to factor in, you think about snaps for linemen. I'm not sure how he kind of equates all of that. But when you look at the returning production, I mean, that's where context matters, right? Context matters. If this team goes out, wins, you know, makes it to a bowl game, much less wins a bowl game next year. Of course, we know the teams have higher expectations. We hope they do, and we hope they exceed. But to your point, Darren, that would be looking at this schedule, looking at the returning production, first year, you know, Division One head coach, brand new staff. That would be quite the impressive achievement, in my opinion. Fair. Yeah, it, it, that is. If we can become bowl eligible and create an identity, like a, and if we can be the team that the, that the coaches say that they want to be, they want to be versatile and they want to be able to shape shift to whatever game we knew about this team, that if we got down early, that we had last year, we didn't have a really too much of a shot because mm-hmm. we're not a gunned team. We didn't, we, we were so outdated. Like our, our philosophy, like we leaned on our defense way too much. And I saw, I'm going to wait to the Patreon and we can talk about it more. Well, I was going to say the one time they got super aggressive was the UTSA game and they got down and then they ended up darn near pulled it off. So, but yeah, we'll save that for another day on the Patreon. Um, But I do know that, what are we time-wise, Jim? Let me see. Okay, we're 33 minutes. So real quick, in a a couple minutes, I do want to just talk about the AAC overall and what we foresee kind of being the top dogs of the AAC um uh, of course i think you do have to put uh Tulane, the defending champs and utsa at the top um but guys do y'all would y'all would y'all agree with that those two at the top project predicting um i honestly would have to really i i have to sit down i like to do a lot of studying well we'll do a research. deep dive later we'll, we'll do a deep dive later because we're just yeah because so. yeah off top of the head you'll I would say UTSA because I, I'm familiar with them. And I know what they're returning in their quarterback, even though they they, they did lose some key receivers. Yeah, Zakari leaving kind of hurts. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that that hurts. Um, so they're not going to be as lethal because he was special. But you know, I'm not sure what Tulane is bringing back. I haven't I haven't looked at the roster. Um, I'm not sure what Memphis is bringing back. Uh, but on paper, a lot of the teams in the AAC, uh, they they recruit well. They bring in transfers, you know. Um, even a team like Charlotte with Biff Biff hitting, you know, <laughs> over, over there, they brought in some good players. They they did some. They had some good transfers and also, you know, you know what FAU is bringing. I like SMU. Um, too. I think SMU could compete yeah. for the top. That's that. that yeah. would be my three. Would Smooth. be UTSA, Tulane, SMU would be the the top three in my opinion. No Memphis. No, I I see Memphis as being middle of the pack. I mean, I I see you know Memphis, FAU, UAB. Like you could kind of group those kind of as the middle of the and North Texas too. You can group those in the middle. Like it wouldn't surprise you if they made the leap to be a contender. Um, but I mean, it also wouldn't surprise you to, to go the other way. Um, I, I see the bottom being Temple and South Florida, um, and maybe Navy. I hate I hate throwing Navy down there in Tulsa. Um, those four being the kind of bottom, but 
really anybody else I can see winning the league. Um, I got a lot of respect. I don't know if, if you guys mentioned him already, but East Carolina, you know, yeah, yeah. They went, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and five, and they got a lot of good fan support, you know, proud program. They're a team that I think is, is pretty scary. I, I haven't liked there and I haven't really looked at the returning production for teams like East Carolina, Memphis for me, some of this is just message board talk. It doesn't seem like Memphis, from what I can tell, is like super confident in their coach. You know, no. I think that could be a difficult situation to be in. But East Carolina's got some great support. SMU's got that money pouring in. So all, all you see about is SMU getting these big donations and, you know, using oh, NIL to their yeah. advantage. So I, you know, I'm, I'm curious about Tulane. Like, are they returning a lot of those guys? They're just, you know, they're bringing back the quarterback. So Michael Pratt. Michael Pratt's coming back, and that's a key key piece of their offense. Um, and them yeah. holding on to Larry, uh, holding on to their coach, uh, Willie Fritz. Yes, yep. Larry Fritz, yeah, Willie Fritz. Um, holding on to him and keeping him from Georgia Tech's grasp was a, was a huge win for Tulane. So, you know, you you see a lot of. I mean, Brett McMurphy. You know, look at his bowl projection. He's got them going to the Fiesta Bowl, representing the uh, the group of five this year. So high expectations for Tulane this year, but. Hey, UTSA, you know, we've seen it up at close. They they return mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, even though they lose uh, Zachary Franklin, their stud wide receiver, but they bring back, um, you know, their quarterback who's torn UAP up uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of right here. So, um, but but that's kind of how I see it. I'm, I, you know, UAP can make that leap up and be a contender. Um, but I, I think it should be a fun season in the AAC. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Well, one more. Uh, well, two more things in regards to the AAC. I, I wanted to bring up um, shout out to Paul Ensign on Twitter, um, bringing this up uh, a cut from the Athlon magazine preview. Um, they do a good job each year. Um, normally, I'm a Phil Steele guy, but I'm not getting the Phil Steele this year for the first time in like seven years. Um, what? Just don't have the time to read as much, man. <laughs> I, I'm getting I'm getting a copy. So I'll let you borrow mine. OK, perfect. Uh, <laughs> but this was this was the quote from an opposing AAC assistant coach in relation to UAB, quote, there are problems with the way UAB is run, and until the Blazers can fix those financially and act like the program they're telling you they are, they won't win consistently. Again, that's from an opposing AAC assistant coach. Now, I don't know which Memphis assistant coach they talked to, (laughs) but uh, I do want to get you guys' thoughts on this, and I... I, Darian, do you want to go first and just take a stab about what, what what's your immediate reaction just hearing that quote and, and seeing the quote? first if it's going to be so personal like that got to be a, like a former coach that used to be here and I don't I don't know who used to be here you know I haven't obviously they're not here right so I mean take your shots but how would you even know that information about how UAB is running things and blah 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 like I think that's stupid um, I it, it's 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 not I don't, I don't know man that's I I, I you can't I just, I just I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing I can't I can't say what I want to say hey, <laughs> hey. On, on the free show because <laughs> I I would just cuss and stuff but <laughs> you, you, you you take this with a grain of salt man like you don't listen to stuff like this what what do you know about how UAB is running thing especially currently with a new regime I think everybody heard the rumors of like the tension and stuff when Bill was here um with the athletic director it was rumors going around blah 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 okay I get it this is a whole new regime and a whole new way of running things and financially we gotta 
brand new stadium. You know, uh, I don't know. Everything is proven on the field. I don't really care what an opposing assistant coach saying, buddy, try not to get fired from your staff, whoever you are. Just you try to keep doing your thing and let us worry about us. That's how I feel. I'm going to paint with broad strokes here, but I'm very much someone to push back at the just initial negative thoughts. And I know that people are going to get upset and say, well, you know, they shut our program down and blah, blah, blah. And I, I totally get it. But I'm just like, I'm one to just say, I, I look at this quote and I say, okay, so um, looking back here, fix those financially. You mean the program that raised all the money that we did to, you know, put together like this brand new, beautiful practice facility, you know, the city and the program that got protective stadium, the same program that's paying Trent, you know, at a good salary, what is it, 1.3, 1.4, whatever the numbers are, 1.2, you know, that's that's equal, you know, with our peers and higher than those, you know, at the, at the Sunbelt level on some other G5 programs, like win consistently the multiple conference championships. Like, I mean, I'm just like quick to push back and be like, I'm not hearing any of that negative stuff. Like, I, I can understand why that's a first thought because of all that, you know, we've been through like as a program, but I'm, I'm excited about the direction that we're going into. I'm going a, I'm to a purposefully look and think about all of the positive things, continue to invest, continue to support. I see a lot of that going around as well. And there's only hopefully really good things ahead for this program. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I think it's BS. Um, I, I think they, you know, Athlon does a good job um, each year, you know, talking around the conference just to get uh, the other team's feels about the other teams in their conference. So, I mean, uh, I haven't bought the Athlon magazine. I'm sure that the other schools don't have any, all don't have great things to say about one another as well. And, and you think too, like, if it is like a Memphis um, or an FAU or whoever, um, I mean, Memphis, you know, UAB recruits against Memphis a lot. Right. You know, they go head to head. So, of course, they're not going to say anything nice about UAB mm -hmm. if, if this was Memphis. And I'm just a, I'm not I don't know in particular if this is Memphis. I'm just assuming that it might have been Memphis. Um, but, yeah, I'm not reading too much into this. I just thought it would be good discussion for June. Um Darian, do you have any last thoughts on that, or do we want to move into the preseason um, all AAC? And uh, I know we run it short on time, so we just run through it. Real quick, let's go ahead and rapid fire. Um, shout out. So uh, speaking of Athlon, they came out with their all-conference teams. Shout out to uh, Jermaine Brown, Mac McWilliams, both getting first-team offense for Skull, and Mac getting first-team defense. Brady Wilson got second-team offense. Fish McWilliams got second team defense. Also, uh, third team offense, Tayshawn Palmer and Keandre Swoops getting third team defense. Um, and Jermaine Brown also got third team specialists for his specialist role. Um, and you look at fourth team defense, uh, Michael Fairbanks and then Matt Quinn got a uh, fourth team specialist honors on that. So I, I thought that was pretty straightforward. Um, guys, any thoughts on that? I think it was pretty fair. My thought was I was looking through and, you know, I guess. For me, I think it's fair who was selected. I think those were good selections. I was trying to find out like who would maybe, in my just opinion, be like someone that I would anticipate making the postseason accolades. And like 
to yes due to Azama. that's what, exactly what i was saying like he was just the name i was looking at and i'm like this guy's got so much ahead of him you know this senior season so i was really you know thinking about him first and then my second thought was tejon palmer deserves to to be receiving accolades but I just wouldn't be surprised that there's so much there in that wide receiver room that in addition to Tejon Palmer and the way that, you know, Dilfer plans to spread the offense out, like I could really just see somebody else also in that receiver room really having a big year. I just don't know who that is because, again, there's just so much talent there. So those are kind of my two thoughts was when I when I think about the postseason. Obviously, you know, we hope that Zeno has a big year, but Tuazama is one that popped off for me. And then I just would not be surprised to see another wide receiver to be determined uh, receive some postseason accolades. And Jimmy, it could be very well be the one of the guys we mentioned on the last Patreon show. Could be, week. absolutely. So, yeah, so plug that. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Trent Dilfer's prospect camps begin June the 6th, uh, the next Monday. So if we got any uh, players listening, again, Trent Dilfer's prospect camps begin on June the 6th, so get signed up for that. Um, but also Friday, so tomorrow, patreon.com slash blazerpod. Uh, we will have our first break film breakdown with Darian that for now we're calling X's and O's with Darian until we think of a, of man, a more – Man, y'all let me know what y'all think about Pee Wee's Playroom. Let's, <laughs> oh, go yes, yes. Let's go straight to it. Y'all let me know what y'all think. I like it. I think y'all are like Pee Wee's Playroom. Let's go. <laughs> I said save that for the OnlyFans, man. <laughs> That's a way to get to 100 subscribers right there. <laughs> oh, way more than 100. Way more. Oh, yeah, there way you go. More. Hey, that's, get, that's a sexy name. Hey, that's, I don't know. I, I think I think we can get 200 with that. Oh, hey, hey, quick thought. I had two guys that I, I, I was about to say to look out for in my surprise list. I got Kobe Dempsey and I got Taven Curry to be on that list. So, but yeah, that's all I got. Love those. He playroom, baby. <laughs> well again uh, check that out uh x's and o's with darian <laughs> but help us think of a creative name if you if, you know shout out comment on the website or send us a dm if you got any ideas or talk to us on patreon.com slash blazer pod and coming soon we are going to have a special q a show on the patreon uh so again patreon.com slash blazer pod um we have a uh, link uh to you where you can ask us any questions you want again anything doesn't have to be sports related if you want to know why Darian loves candy corn, you can ask him that. If you want to know uh, what concert Jimmy's going to next week, you can ask him that. Anything. Yeah. Stop lying on me, man. Stop lying on me. Everything is on the table. But first, you got to. All right, Jonathan. Oh, my God. We got to wrap this up. Again, <laughs> patreon.com slash pod. But again, guys, we will be back shortly. Uh, Darian, send us out. Blazer Nation, let's ride. Oh, hold on. Wait. Just Blaze. That's how long it's been. I went back to this <laughs> ride. Just Blaze. <laughs> Just Blaze, baby.